3.2 million dollars. He's still a senior. If you're feeling bad about yourself, do not listen to this. Well, I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see. It, it looks something like this. You're listening to the Hashtag Getting Podcast, brought to you by Auburn University's Samuel Ginn College of Engineering. Hey you, thanks for tuning in to the best podcast in all of higher education. Congratulations. Uh, that would be Hashtag Getting, the award-winning Hashtag Getting. Uh, now, uh, better than ever, stronger than ever, it's just it's officially official. We are the best podcast in Alabama uh, that was, you know, obviously the nation. We were already there. Yeah. But uh, we have you a PRCA market has down. said, hey, by the way, you know, the best in Alabama, just in case you wanted to know that as well. Yeah. It's nice for the recognition. But, you know, what else is new? Anyway, yeah. Today, uh, tomato, tomato. <laughs> this is brought to you by all of this. Just great content is brought to you by the Samuel Ginn <laughs> College of Engineering's Office of Communications and Marketing. <clears throat> I'm a communication specialist within the uh, aforementioned office. Jeremy Henderson is my name. Uh, Austin Phillips is my game. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what that means. Don't want Austin to. over here. He's the director of the office. Today we have a very special guest. Uh, I was just going to say, I guess, his name. But now, is it officially now Sir Mitt Patel? I mean, just by virtue of all the success, all the... Uh, uh, the the accolades and the incredible stuff happening. Uh, Mitt, thanks for joining us. I got to open up here just to make sure I get all the things right here. Founder and CEO of SwiftSkew. Austin, maybe you've heard of it. Well, maybe our audience has heard of it. We had a uh, we had one of the co creators of this of this awesome product who's actually in the audience today with us today. So Daniel no was on. Daniel, how long was it? How, how long ago were you on the podcast? Maybe 13 months ago. Okay, so over a year. A little over a year. A lot has happened. Well, by virtue of him appearing then. on the podcast. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. That's what Rice, the people at Rice went. Yeah. You know, I heard you on a podcast. Are those the getting guys? I think we need to give you half a million dollars. Right, right. I mean, I've always <laughs> wanted to be uh, involved with an incubator, and it's just nice to know that we played a, a very large part in the success that the Swift Skew gang has had. Now, don't Mitt, we, do we should get a cut. Don't you think? I oh, mean, just oh, we're a, already a talking little, finders for you. Yeah, yeah, little, don't, no, don't just worry. Just a tiny percent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we we got we to gotta get into everything that's happened since Daniel was on um, yeah, talking about there are some I mean, we already, there, Well, here's the thing is, I don't know why, but there are some people who did not listen to Daniel's podcast. So we're going to have to we're gonna know, have regroup to a little bit, fill them in, let them know what's going on. Well, that you. you know, we always talk to students, and we're like, "Oh my gosh, what's it like to be smart? Yeah, you're what's it like to be? We're stupid, <laughs> successful, and be doing you're things. attractive. We're ugly." And and yeah. I remember Daniels was one. We were just like, "Oh my gosh, he leaves." Yeah. He's like, "Well, he's he's about to be a millionaire." Yep. And lo and behold, <laughs> thirteen months later, here's a millionaire. <laughs> I mean, freshman, sophomore, senior. My bad, a senior mechanical, Mitt Patel. Uh, now. Mitt, um, I was maybe like 200, the thing out of like 283 in my class of Vestavia. I think GPA wise, that's the equivalent of the Hoover valedictorian. Uh, who was the valedictorian in your class? But we had quite a few, and I was one of them. Oh, oh, yeah. My see, bad. that's by the I'm time. Sorry, well, I didn't, that's by the time to where if you just got to a certain number, they make you a valedictorian. <laughs> right. I guarantee you, if we started going past the decimal point. 
my man over here is the valedictorian. Sure. Well, he's obviously going to be the one people are going to be talking about 20 years yeah, from now. definitely. Or 20, whatever, 16 years from now, I guess. Because you're a senior in mechanical. Right. Now, are you and Daniel, are y'all, y'all both seniors? Is Daniel, you still... You're still, you're still, God, you're still going to school. Still in school. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Golly. All right. So we got, we got to talk about it. First, let's get into it. What Swift Ski is or how, how do we want to do it? I'm, I don't yeah, know. We've let, never done go, a kind let, of follow let's, back let's like go, this. Let's go into Swift Ski. Okay. Let's talk about Swift Ski. Pretend like this guy, Daniel, we don't know him at all. He's <laughs> not here. He's never talked to us. What are we talking about? What is Swift Ski? So Swift Ski is essentially a mobile app that helps independent convenience store owners take advantage of their data, actually use it to increase their business. So you're thinking, isn't that something that already happens? Well, not quite. So there's 153,000 convenience stores in America, of which 96,000 are independently owned and operated. But they don't actually have a mechanism for extracting data out of their point of sale systems and running analytics on there to understand how they should better price their items or do things like price book management. I'm sure you guys have walked into a convenience store before and seen like those orange price stickers on them. Those are there because the owners can't expect their employees to memorize all their prices. And so they have to have some way of labeling all of the prices on the items. So we help them actually digitize that solution to where they can just have everything on their mobile app and do group price updates. And lo and behold, it only takes five minutes to update your entire store's pricing instead of hours after your stores is closed. Well, but don't you still have to put the little stickers on it for the people? So that's the thing. They can put like a, sh- like a sticker on the shelf, right? Instead of having to tag oh. every single item. Oh, well, okay. well, duh. Yeah, no, that makes sense right there. I don't like those stickers, though, as a kid. They were colorful. You could yeah, put them on your were, shirt. And- we, they were usually white. Yeah, because white. they were the little. Well, pop, but I do pop, remember pop. some of the orange ones, yeah. though, as well. Uh, 90, 153. What, what technically uh, you know, makes a, a C store? A convenience store. That's the that's the shorthand, right? Yep. That's the what, lingo. What, what actually defines that? It's typically the amount of SKUs, so the amount of like variety of products they have. And so there's like within the convenience store, there's like kiosk convenience stores, like sure. full size convenience stores, and that really is just a definition of how many SKUs they carry. So is this Bucky's place that everybody's always raving over? And you <laughs> you've never been to Texas, you ain't lived until you've urinated at that place. <laughs> like I mean, like okay, you know, yeah. does that if place- you had peed and <laughs> gotten some jerky? At a Bucky's, who are you? You don't even know what you're missing. <laughs> I'm just like, how good could this place be? I mean, does that qualify as a That's convenience store? Right, yeah. Bucky's is actually one of like the larger chains in the convenience store space. And as you can imagine, their resources are quite more uh, extensive than something that a local mom and pop would have access yeah, they're, to. They're talking like they're the size of like a, you know, super Walmart or something. Well, it, the but it, but it still counts as a... Right, Bucky's just, is actually the largest convenience store in the world. Well, maybe wow. I should go... <laughs> go to the bathroom hey, check it out exit 50s yeah it. Should, should check it out well so how how did y'all and you both went to school together at hoover right you both both right. hoover still here so when when did this idea for for filling this need you know begin so it sort of began like so my parents owned convenience stores and so growing up being the eldest child i was kind of the one that was you know just doing the things that they didn't want to do and a lot of that was the manual uh, labor aspects of like the price book management the reporting and so i decided to learn a program so i could actually eliminate those problems because i didn't want to do them and so over the years i'd complain about it to daniel i'm like 
can you believe it? Like, this is the 21st century. Hey, man, you want to go to Bucky's? No, <laughs> man, I got to I gotta sit here and figure this stuff out. I got to yeah, sit no. here and fill out this five-subject <laughs> notebook. <laughs> and, and, so, and so over the years, like, I helped, you know, my parents do it, friends and family, and I never really thought much about it. Um, actually, 12-year-old me would be pretty ashamed. He's like, what did you do in life that you're running a convenience store software company startup? Um, Wait, you were 12 when this was coming to mind? I started programming when I was like 15, but okay. yeah, I've been in the business pretty much my entire life. And so, um, the, the idea was basically to always like find a way to take that expertise and use it. We just didn't know like what it was that we could do. And that's when like August of 2019, it like sort of struck us that we could solve this problem for everybody, uh, in America and then maybe expand globally as well, because a lot of the problems that were there in the convenience store space are available at mom and pop locations all over the world. And so the idea was that how can, what are convenience store owners, basically small business owners missing? And it's, they don't understand how to run like their business with like the same, uh, level of uh, diligence as like a larger company would because they don't have access to the data and the manpower and the resources to actually go and do that. And we're like, well, we can build software that enables them to enable non-tech savvy small business owners to look at their business data and make critical business decisions without actually having to become a guru in software engineering. Was the uh, was the family the first customer once this thing actually became a reality, something you could sell? Right. So the family, I guess, has been the beta customer the yeah, entire time because totally. yeah. <laughs> yeah, all everything goes through them. Right. Uh, we, we take customer feedback pretty seriously. What better way to get feedback than parents? Who, Son, uh, <laughs> this is terrible. Right. Now, that would be good if you had. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's one thing about making your your parents proud when you're coming up with solutions that really are affecting their business and affecting their livelihood. What was the reaction from your parents of when they actually start seeing this is saving us time. This is making things more efficient. This is making things more effective. Or was it just, all right, thanks. Thanks, Mitt. They, I mean, they saw the potential in it, particularly my dad, because he was the one who was usually the one like running the store and like knew a lot about what was going on. And like it saved him a lot of time. But a lot of the stories that we get uh, are also like from customers that we onboarded where somebody's like, my wife would never actually do any of the inventory uh, at the, or price book management at the store. And she just leave it for him to do. And he'd spend hours at end doing it. And once he got on SwiftSkew, he was like, well, now I walk in the morning and my wife's already updated everything. And she enjoys using the app because it's not complicated she doesn't have to set up like the computer to actually manage the prices and it's really quick and to them it's like if i can use facebook i can use swiftskew i mean that can i go on the google i mean we we need to we need that as a slogan if you can use facebook you can use swiftskew let's see i mean is it on that can any oh oh my gosh there it is swiftskew c store back office now things just got real I may install this bad boy. I may find a new, uh, you may be looking for a new communication specialist in a few months if I could use this right, thing. Okay. Well, so, <laughs> so walk us through, I guess, the timeline. Cause again, and I, I remember asking Daniel, I mean, is this a, or is there a peripheral that you actually, uh, I mean, it's, it's just, it's just the app or there, I mean, is there you know, something you're hooking up 
for people there integrating into your computer at all? Is this, I don't know, this is a dumb question. Right. So there's, oh, <laughs> yeah. I love, exactly. right. Yeah, that's a very stupid question. That. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so we've got what we call the IQ module. And the reason we have this to actually plug into the point of sale system, it's because these point of sale systems were designed in the early 2000s. They're not cloud enabled. They don't connect to the public internet. So in order to pull any sort of information out of them, you have to have something on site. So we've got this plug and play device that owners can just plug the Ethernet cord into, power cable into, and it's as simple as setting up like an Alexa or a Chromecast. And that's super simple. And owners don't actually have to go out and buy like their own hardware, set up their own compliant network and have to go through all that hassle. It's simply, let me just plug in two cables and call SwiftSQ. And they also happen to have customer service in Gujarati and Hindi, which a large oh, uh, demographic uh, in the convenience store market actually comes from India. Well, so who built that thing for you? Built. I mean, the, 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 you know, that thing you, you were just talking about. We built it in house. Uh, so I actually physically built it. Yeah. We actually, Daniel was super glue late at night, bend over a work table. Well, we've got 3D printers, and so we oh, yeah. we utilized uh, <laughs> modern day technology. It's 2021, Jeremy. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, Y'all yeah. got the soldering no, iron out there. Yeah, no, that makes sense. No, that makes sense. <laughs> when, what I want to know is when was that first inclination of we've hit something big? We really have hit something big. It was... So it started off like when I first like got the idea and I was talking to my dad about it, I wrote up like a quick MVP and we had customers on the platform in like the first two weeks. And then we had our first paying customer like within the month. And so we knew there was something there. Uh, just didn't know quite to how extensively we could go because after all, they were friends and family that were being onboarded, but we knew we were hitting something, um, like last like last year around the time you were uh, interviewing Daniel, when we realized that there's a lot of growth potential in terms of like a lot of customers, we had 100% retention. And that's something that doesn't typically happen with like a software service like ours at a low cost point. And so we knew that if there's right now 226 owners willing to pay for our item and not leave, we're on to something. Sure. So we win Tiger Cage. What was that like? That was uh, pretty exhilarating. Do you even remember that now? I mean, comparatively, not that Tiger Cage isn't amazing. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it, I'm not yeah, disparaging it's great. the cage. It's a phenomenal Auburn entrepreneur. No, exactly. You know, that's program what, phenomenal. Yeah, we knew y'all. But, were gonna and kind of, I would say the jump start. Yeah, the jump start. Yeah. sure. Well, getting Tiger Cage. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Priorities in order. <laughs> and then, so what? Well, I mean, that process. How, how did that whole process start really preparing you guys for some of the other things that have come after? So it got us thinking in terms of how can we explain our business to people that aren't from the convenience store space? Because not everybody's from that space, but we're actually like in and still in the industry. And so it got us thinking more in terms of like, if we wanted to speak with investors, like how can we explain to them the complexity of something that I had internalized over the past 20 years, but (laughs) (laughs) didn't really not explain. So it got, it made us really, uh, eloquent, if you will, in terms of how to explain our problem. And then so when we did the AWS pitch competition later uh, in the year, it helped us actually like talk to the judges and the other teams in terms of what our value proposition was and quickly and succinctly get to the point. So that's also helped us with like sales because we can tell the owners exactly what they need and like figure out what type of like persona they have. Like are they just going to object to everything or are they only looking for one particular value proposition? And so that's kind of geared us up for that. Well, now a- all you a- got to do is link to the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, just send them on over here. AWS. 
AWS. What was that? So that's Amazon Web Services. Yeah, may have heard of AWS. You may have heard of Amazon. Yeah, that's kind of big. Yeah, AWS. Uh, and, and then the most recent, the big one, uh, the Rice Business Plan competition. How do you get involved with that? Because that's, I mean, that, that is process. like the biggest, but how do they bill it? Like the biggest student something, something. <laughs> it's whatever it was. It was the like, largest and richest student startup competition. Yes. That, the, what he said. Yep. That's what I mean. They I mean, say. this has got to be kind of like a dawning thing. I mean, you know, you got a winner on your hands. You win and everything you're going to. But at the same time, I mean, this is the big, you know, this is the, the Super Bowl, the big leagues. Uh, so yeah, walk us through that whole experience. And I wish we'd had Biscuit Boy in here. Uh, Chris Anthony, former employee of ours. We had this mm. live. We had, had this thing on live. I mean, we were watching you guys live and the announcement. <laughs> Chris, Chris I just mean, lost you, it. you saw it sounded like Jordan Hare Stadium. Yeah. In our office yeah. of people going nuts. We're, we're used to Chris, you know, cussing and stuff, but he was just letting the expletives fly. <laughs> well, I mean, and, like, I'll, and I'll tell you too, and I'll get the cart before the horse. Won this thing almost $500,000. And, um, we had a meeting with the, it may have been the council or it was our deans and department chair meeting like that afternoon. And before that meeting got started, I told them, Hey, just in case y'all didn't know our group just won this. And the response, I think it was with our alumni cause they were just, that's the kind of stuff they just love. And, uh, seeing the reaction of the people, seeing the work you guys are putting in and paying off. Just amazing. So anyway, All I digress. Right, take it away. Talk, keep talk, going. talk us through this. Was this virtual or were you guys out there? So it was virtual, but Rice uh, came a little bit of a tail end of our fundraise. So a little bit before then. So after AWS, like to fill in the chron- chronology oh, of how yeah, events yeah, happened. Yeah. Tick it. So uh, we, we applied to Y Combinator and got accepted. So Y Combinator is a startup accelerator where like other companies like DoorDash, Reddit, Coinbase, Dropbox, Airbnb have gone through. And they essentially give us money. So they gave us $125,000 and mm. they, set, they, they help companies grow really fast fast one with funding the also with like mentorship so we went through workshops where they taught us how to like set up like sales engines also how to like hire the right people for what you want to build on your vision um and they'd also bring in like execs as like group partners that help us like fortune 500 executives that have been there done that other founders to really give us an understanding of what's there to come and so we were going through y combinator and we learned a lot of things and it culminates in this thing called demo day and so demo day is where y combinator this uh, it was virtual because of covid Mm. they had about four thousand investors on a zoom call and we (laughs) essentially pitched had a one minute pitch that went on for several hours it was like eight, nine hours. Um, and we essentially pitched what we did for like a minute. And then investors that liked what we were doing, they would set up follow-up meetings with us. And that kickstarted off our fundraise process. And we were nearing, uh, we were in the middle of the fundraise process when we actually got like rice going. Uh, we realized that, oh, we had got accepted into the rice business plan competition. So we started preparing for that a little bit as well. Um, and we went through the rounds. And at first we were like, wow, there's a lot of other uh, competition here that we've previously seen at like Amazon Web Services, mm-hmm. a startup competition. And so it was uh, it was a great experience going through that, learning about what other companies were doing. And so when we won first place and got a lot of the uh, press attention from that, we got like more investors that were interested in uh, what SwiftSkew is doing. So that helped us finish out our seed round that we finished up in April of 3.2 million. And after that, we've been- Excuse in- me? <laughs> yeah. 
See, three point two. There was a there was a million. There was a million that under that. Too. Yeah, yeah. Three point two million. Yep. Can we connect on LinkedIn? Or I don't know if, we've, if, we, if that's. <laughs> or happened can I yet. connect with your will? <laughs> three point two million in fundraising and an initial. Right. I don't even know how. Man, remind stuff me works. again how old you are. Uh, twenty two. Twenty two. Okay. Twenty two years old. Oh, three point two yeah. million. There's a lot of numbers there to work with, kind of yeah. process and digest. So anyway, that competition. Go that Rebels. <clears throat> half a million dollars. <laughs> what was that like? What did that entail? So that was uh, comprised of um, $350,000 from Goose Capital, who sponsored that first prize. And then there was uh, $50,000 from Bama, which is another organization that sponsored um, one of the prizes. Not that Bama. Right, not that Bama. No, the jelly one. <laughs> yeah, they don't have 3.2 million. <laughs> this Bama was the Business Angels Minority Association. Oh, there we go. And so uh, we got, we got, we won their first place pick as well. And we also got in-kind services for both legal and like uh, in-house CFO or outsourced CFO uh, from BakerBots being the legal firm and RG Advisory Group. They're based out of Houston. And so they've been phenomenal in helping us figure out more of exactly what it is we need to do on the financial plan and also like IP. It's like this social network. It's just exhilarating. Well, uh, we always cover this with our students. Why did you pick Auburn, and why did you pick Auburn Engineering? Oh, duh, because Daniel was going to Auburn. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, the reason I chose Auburn was uh, growing up, I'd always was like, oh, I'd want to go to like an Ivy League school, like MIT, or I went to Harvard. or one All of the, the big- schools that didn't win the Rice thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 right. Yeah. And I've heard of a couple. Losers. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and my, my parents had always been of the philosophy that – no matter like what school you go to, it really depends more on like what you do with the resources you're given there and not necessarily like you just got into a school. And so uh, it made sense. I had a full ride to Auburn. So uh, and they had a pretty solid mechanical engineering program. And so decided to go to Auburn. Rock and roll. Love it. Well, I mean, I well, mean, are you I even going to graduate now? I mean, what's the point? <laughs> yes, mean, he is. I mean, are you, you still are going to go through with it right, just for kicks or? OK, well, so I mean, like what what does one do at this point when you're 22, when you have had this, when you you know, it was for everybody now, because we, we talked to Daniel back when it was just, the you know, gleam and the Patel and the Mazer's eye. <laughs> the, the, but like, what do what do you do? Like at this point, like, what are yeah, you where going are we for? going? That's what you know, we know. ask people. Oh, are you looking for a job? You're going to get an you know, internship. Yada, yada. Not that these folks aren't phenomenally successful in whatever they're doing. I'm going to go on. But a lot of them don't have. I mean, we interviewed a lot the, of them uh, don't the have wave, 3.2 wave million time. dollars in invested that, money. That's in, what, at 22. That's so, where I was yeah. going. Right. right. With the three, yeah. <laughs> three yeah. point two. We wave timer. Another yes, very great. successful oh, innovation. And still, and it's still, and still and, hey, in school. still rocking and rolling. Too. And uh, so anyway, but so what's next? Yeah. What are we going to do? When can this? we have you back? I mean, like, what's going on? Well, I promise you the development office will be in touch with you. And so yeah. Pretty <laughs> soon, but yeah. So what's next? So, I mean, uh, our goal is basically to get into as many convenience stores as possible. How so, many are we in right now? Right now we're in 226 in 16 states. So to put that in perspective, if we were like a convenience store chain, like Bucky's would be the 35 largest in America. Man. Well, and I get- could tell something in your voice when you talked about globally. 
are you really looking that way? Yes, we are. Uh, and the reason for that, it's like small businesses pretty much all over the world are neglected. Uh, like imagine like any sort of small business that's out there. They just don't have the tools necessary to actually be able to run their business in a manner that lets them compete with the giants. And software is a tool that enables them to level the fields, essentially. And there's no reason we can't take our unique knowledge of the convenience store space and how um, owners in America have operated and take that to a global scale. Because at the end of the day, it's just more point of sale integrations for us. Right, right. Well, if, you know, we have multiple, multiple uh, alumni who have donated hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars to this university. If uh, we had some of those alumni or corporate partners that wanted to invest, how do they get in touch with you? What do they need to do to help to invest in this company? They can send us an email uh, at founders.henderson at, <laughs> at auburn.edu. Hey, you want to give them your routing and account yeah. number? <laughs> Middle, Middleman Industries. Yeah. Yeah, so they can send an email to founders at swiftskew.com, F-O-U-N-D-E-R-S at swiftskew.com. S-W-I-F-T-S-K-U.com. Have you gotten a call today? Has anybody? Is it, I mean, as soon this, as this thing goes on, there, I mean, don't I mean, be blowing up. Has uh, somebody called looking for me? When was the last customer you got? Uh, this morning. Oh, I knew man. it. <laughs> I love it. I knew it. Oh, well, Mark, Mark Cuban's going to be calling soon. I'm yeah. Sure. No, this is great. This is fantastic. It, yeah, it, it's it. One of the great things about this job is being able to see people reach their potential through Auburn, through their own. I don't know, just abilities and seizing that day. And holy cow, I mean, well, this is just I admit, Daniel, I, I've told the family about you. Oh, same here. Same here. Yeah. I mean, after you guys won the rice competition, I'm like, uh, do you want to know how big of a failure I really <laughs> exactly. uh, Let me tell you about exactly. these guys. Right. Uh, but at the same time, uh, Mitt and Daniel, that's the type of people. These are the type of students that we're recruiting, that Auburn engineers, you know, we're, we want the best and the brightest uh, because we've got the most offers. I think the name of the – uh, title of the podcast, the title, Tim Who. <laughs> Mitt, thanks so much <laughs> for everything you're doing and, uh, and for coming and joining us. You too, Daniel. Seriously, congrats yes, on the success. Yes. Uh, mind-blowing. Can't, mind-blowing can't wait to see what's next. War Eagle. War Eagle. War Eagle.